to the uh, first, well, of hopefully many specials for the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Uh, we were at the Waterstones signing at Lakeside in Thurrock for Colin Baker and Anika Wills, as well as Paul Castle from the Shooty Dogling fanzine. Um, there's myself, there's Luke Harrison from the uh, Minute Doctor Who Podcast, Professor Dave from Professor Dave's Ark in Space, and our Chief Scientist Adam Purcell from Staggering Stories. Contained within, you're going to find interviews with the various guests, readings, and of course, we went and spoke to the general public because, well, they needed cheering up. Bless them having to queue all that time. Um, don't forget, come and visit us at www.doctorwhopodcastalliance.org. Remember, this was recorded live at the event, so there's a lot of crowd noise and the like. Hello there, welcome to this, the, um, well, first of hopefully many. Uh, special podcast for the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Uh, I'm Tony, and I'm from the Flash and Blade Podcast. On my right, we have Luke. Hello, I'm from the Minute Doctor Who Podcast, or Tmudwork, for reasons of identification. <laughs> yeah. Um, on my left, we have our chief scientist. Hi, I'm Adam from Staggering Stories. And on the far left, because he really is very green, um, doesn't actually present a Doctor Who podcast, but does a lot of sort of feedback and stuff and things for all sorts of Doctor Who podcasts. It's Professor Dave. As in Professor Dave's Ark in Space, episode three, out tomorrow. Which will be in the past. By yes. the time and we've got a young lady from Waterstones taking photographs. Please come and talk to a young lady from Waterstones. <laughs> come, what's your name, please? She's very sweet, but she wouldn't let me have my points Stand in front of card. this and do talking. Oh, that's harsh. So can you explain why I couldn't get my points from my card? Because <laughs> it didn't swipe. What's your name, please? My name's Emily. Emily, and so you say my card wouldn't swipe. Yeah. But you could still see I had points so on Yeah. But you wouldn't let me... Just, you can't redeem uh, Yeah. Yes, it's true. For middle-aged men, we have trouble swiping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're recording a podcast here, and this is one of the young ladies from the shop. Hello, Emily. Hello. Hello. Are you enjoying yourself? I you were okay. up until about okay. ten seconds ago. Well, don't worry, Emily. There's only about twenty thousand people going to be listening to you. Would you like no, to say something? Fine. No, not really. Just are you? To work for oh yeah. Are you a Doctor Who fan, or are you just having to, to live here? <laughs> Um, I like Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. That was very diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> I like Doctor Who. What's your favourite yes, show? What's your favourite show, Emily? <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. Oh, okay. Uh, I've never actually no, no. seen it. I've never no, seen no. it. And do you own a big, saggy cloth sort of cat? No. What about a shop? A little shop where things get and repaired. And do you find things? She has absolutely no idea what you're so talking old. about. I'm so right. old. Okay, so um, have you met this man at the end? That's okay, if I told you the name Professor Yaffle. Okay. What? You don't know what <laughs> Professor Yaffle is, do you? <laughs> Have you ever heard of Bagpus? Yeah. Hooray! Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily owned the shop. Yes. Yes. And Bagpus. Or oh, did Bagpus own Emily? Wow, they well, went to court, didn't they? Yes, yes. yeah, there was that uh, yes. custody battle. She owned a, a, it was a, a cat, a saggy, baggy old, oh, hello, Tony. <laughs> and then, then, then there was that awful communist revolution with the mice. Oh, we that, that will find nasty. it, we will fix it, we will do... They split into two, stuff. you had Gabriel's crowd along with Madeleine's crowd. They were, they, oh, it was, there was stuffing everywhere. It's okay. There was. 
Emily, no. thank you. Thank you, thank Emily. You okay, bye, Emily. Bye. Bye, 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 Emily. If you come to Waterstonton Park, say hi to Emily. She's very nice, and she put up with us. And she's now walking away. As you probably gathered, um, this isn't entirely serious, um, but uh, why not? What I want to do, this is being recorded on March the 27th, which is a week before uh, Matt Smith starts out as, well, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Five, five years and a day after the broadcast of Rose. Yes, you're right. It is... Yesterday it was Blimey. It's only a, it's only a Nerd. week. No no no, I, <laughs> I saw it Facebook. on the Doctor Who thing Doctor yeah. Who um, online website yesterday. Oh no, yeah. no, not Doctor Who online. What's the other one? The uh, news one associated with Gallifrey. The Doctor yeah, Who news page. Look, there's a man looking at us. Oh, Hello. Dear. Hello, man. Give him a disc. There's a disc. And oh, a you. piece of card. You can and do anything with that him. card. What is your name, man with card? Yes, speak to us. Uh, my name's Richard. Hello, Richard. Hi, Richard. You're being recorded for over 20,000 people. Oh, is it live? No, not no, 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 no. But please don't sweat. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> it's young ears. Well, mentally. Big jobs. Yeah. Just go like that and go, ah. La, 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 la. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. What are you doing here, then? Um, so I'm looking around Lakeside for a bit. Yeah. Don't look around books. Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doctor Who starting soon. Yep. Next weekend. Next weekend, yeah. yes. We were just yeah, talking about yeah, it. Yeah. Sounds really interesting. It should yeah. be fun. It's going to be a bit of a blast, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All sorts of things are going to happen. We just don't know. We just, we don't, just know. don't know. Well, if I can recommend, you've got two fine people over. Well, you've got three, three fine, fine people. people. Three fine people. You've yeah. got the shooty dog men. That's from a fanzine. Yeah. You, you have got Anik Wiltz, who Anika. was a Polly, a companion to the first and second Doctor Who's back in the sixties, and ah. you've got the sixth Doctor himself, Mr. Colin Baker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He yeah. is indeed. He is the He's a very very nice man. The long yeah. Long yeah. 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 Very nice chap. First Doctor Who. No, no, no. no he's sixth. the sixth oh, Doctor Who. Sixth Doctor. Yeah. If they it was come the in six packs nowadays, if it was the first oh. one, we'd be worried. It, there would be it a sale. Smell it, yeah. Seeing as he's been dead for quite a while now. 70 or something? 70-75, I think. When this podcast be going on? Sometime, hopefully before next Saturday. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But um, basically, you've, on the disc, you've got all sorts of different Doctor Who podcasts. Now, it comes up as an html.exe file on the computer. Click on that, web page comes up, and you can navigate from there. All sorts of different podcasts from various people. If you like one particular one, you've got the web link. You can go to their own homepage and download and listen to whatever you like. Sounds really good. Are you on iTunes as well? Yes. yes. Yep. Uh, not as the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance, because we're all separate. All, all yep. the separate ones. But there'll be like an episode or two of each on the disc, which you can listen to, yep. and then... Yep. And what we're going to do is we offer this podcast that we're recording now to all of them, and it's down to them whether they run it. Yep. Yep. Interesting. I'll have a look into it. You're yeah. more than welcome. Yeah. You'll also see Professor Dave's Ark in Space <laughs> on iTunes. <laughs> which isn't part of the... Plug, it's not part of the Podcast plug, Alliance. Plug... Plug, 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 because the 11th hour is starting next Saturday, mm-hmm. which will probably be either be tomorrow when you hear this or maybe a few days ago. Time. Who, who knows? Timey-wimey. Timey-wimey. Wibbly wibbly wibbly. Wibbly. No, that's my belly. Anyway, um, I do a great belly dance. Ooh, do you do belly so mental image. Do I do belly surveillance? Oh, you always. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> what I want to do about is... Columbo? Discuss <laughs> memories. <laughs> I thought that was Kabumbo. Kabumbo, that's it. Discuss <laughs> memories... <laughs> In the corners of my mind. Um, of various regenerations. 
Okay. Because um, mm. people are going to have to get used to Matt Smith being mm. the Doctor. Yeah. So let's go back. Uh, I think Professor Dave remembers the very first regeneration. He was oh. there for it. Uh, in, in the TV centre, yeah. yes. Yes, he was. Yeah, yes. I was. It was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I was, I was talking to old Bunny. Disc, my good friend. I, had, uh, I was talking to Bunny. I had my pipe in my hand. I said, Bunny, I understand you've got a bit of a problem with this. Show. What we should do. <laughs> Professor Dave is, in fact, Sidney Newman. <laughs> what we should do is we should put an overact in and say he's just regenerated or something. And did they take that offer up? Buggers never gave me a penny for it. That's yeah, the BBC for you. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Well. The BBC owned that idea, you see. Yeah. They did, but they gave me a professorship as a reward. No, they oh. didn't. <laughs> You're not a real professor. I am a professor. I'm a scientist. Look, I've got a bit of paper that says so. I'm, I'm a real professor. I'm, I, I've got Move your thumb. <laughs> Move your thumb. Not a real professor. Yeah. And it's on both sides as well. So, so, uh, so is that, are you more or less grumpy than Raymond P. Cusick then? Because he didn't get any money either. Yeah, I, I would. got an extra payment. Did he? Two hundred and fifty quid. Oh, that's two hundred and fifty. Two hundred and fifty quid for designing the Daleks. Yeah, I would say that he is more. I'm grumpier than him, but he's yes, more bitter. Ah, yeah. oh, yes. Okay, there's a distinction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just a really golf topic here. I was watching no. an episode of Rent a Ghost last night. Now, who did he design <laughs> it? But Raymond Cusick. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Mr. Claypole, will you never? And ever where did the pantomime horse wind up? Huh? Warriors on the Deep. It was the same actors. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. it was. Yes, the Merca. Yeah, yeah it was, you're right. Ah, <laughs> can't, I can't mention the Merca. My plucky girl assistant, Joe, who's not actually here, hasn't seen Warriors on the Cheap yet. Joe's not here? No. I wonder why I didn't see her. No, that, that, that should explain it. Right. I mean, she is very itty bitty. Are you going to force her to watch it? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> is, is she currently watching the Sea Devils? Yes. Yes. I adore. Leave. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. The Silurian's brilliant. Sea Devils, probably better. Ooh. Maybe. That's probably because I fight, saw, fight, that's probably fight, I saw fight, that fight. one first right. when I was younger and, and perhaps a little more cynical than I watched It's the music, way. isn't it? And I love Warriors, that music. Warriors of the Deep, brilliant book. Mm. <laughs> it works in the, bo- in the book so much better. The lighting, it, the lighting is, better. is better in the yeah. book. Um, the Mercury is better in the book. Um, yeah. It's Emily. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I used to share a flat with a friend. Ah, uh, yeah, that went and wrong. And every Sunday morning, he would walk, invariably walk in the living room, and I'd be there watching Doctor Who and UK Gold. And every Sunday morning, he'd walk in, oh, this rubbish again. I'd say, that's fantastic. Look, it's, it's the time, it's production, it's really good stories, and sit down and watch it, you'll love it. And everything. He walked in one Sunday morning as Ingrid Pitt was kung fu oh! kicking a murka. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at him and I said... It's rubbish. <laughs> I had a similar thing. Um, basically, uh, I was one of the members of the old Jersey Star Trek fan club. Star Trek? Yes, yes. <laughs> Jersey I has a Star Trek fan club. Had a Star Trek, had a Star Trek fan club. <laughs> and is it... Um, anyway, I started up the Jersey Doctor Who fan club. Uh, anyway, so... Um, and I showed them Remembrance of the Daleks. Hooray! Brilliant, mm. wonderful. On the same tape was the Happiness Patrol. Now, the Happiness oh. Patrol is a brilliant story mm-hmm. with mm. one major flaw. Only the one? <laughs> Sheila Hancock? No. No, um, the candy man. <laughs> if anyone can. Oh, dear. Anyway, so what I want to do is to talk about your memories of Regenerations, Professor Dave, now. No, I could say something. My time. first. How easily did you accept whoever the new Doctor was at the time? Crippin, probably. Uh, the first Doctor I can clearly remember is Patrick Troughton. Yep. Evil of the Daleks. Yep. Mm. That's my first memory is of the uh, the Emperor Dalek in that. 
I remember John Pertwee staggering out of the TARDIS. Falling into a cow pat. Yeah, drunk. And... How did you take to the change? I was five years old, so at five years old you're quite adaptable. So there was that one. I remember hearing that John Pertwee was leaving and this new peculiar man with curly hair and a big nose was coming along. Mm. And I was quite disturbed by that and it took me... I think... From Robot, it took me a little while to get into him. I didn't quite get into him in Robot, but obviously there was Sarah Jane there still, so there was that continuation. Yeah, yeah. Mm. One, thing we, one thing we don't have with Matt Smith is all new, yeah. which may not be aiding him. Uh, take him a time, Baker turned into Davison. Uh, I wasn't you... actually watching at that time. That was during my <laughs> that was during my mid-teens. There's girls, there's cider, and there's a park phase. <laughs> right. I think we'd better move on from that and draw a yeah, veil. I think you're right. When did you start watching again? I started watching again with Peter Davison. Yeah. I because I was working on that stage and it was the time I'd get home and have something to eat. And I was well, like, still a couple of generations yet then. What did you... Uh... <laughs> Can't you have a car? We're going to take a break one. here. We've been interrupted for food. food. Hello, Emily. Hello, Emily. <laughs> we like Emily. Yes. Of course you can, Emily, to our 20,000 listeners. 20,000 like plus. Hello to all the child branch nurses at King's College London and Olivia, who's our adult branch nurse. Do they listen to podcasts? Yeah. I don't know. Don't We're well, going to find out. Give yeah. them one. Have you got one of these? Yeah, I've got one. Thank you. Have you got a, have you got a DVD? No. Take a DVD. Take a DVD. You can hear them. Put it yeah, into your computer and it's got lots of different podcasts. Look, you said free and another girl's Amazing. They just turned what's, 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 what's her name? Alex, hi Alex. Hello, Alex. Hi Alex. How are you, Alex? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. Alex, we've got over 20,000 listeners here. Would you like to say something to them? I don't have anything to say to them. <laughs> um, yeah, do you do, 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 can you do a song? Yep. God, no. no. <laughs> can, actually, like actually we've got Alex and Emily here. Alex and Emily. Esther, this is the you now. Can you please sing Sharon for us Osborne. the Cheeky Girl song? Yeah. Well, I vaguely, I do remember the regeneration from Tom to Colin. Uh, so, Tom Mr. Doctor, Mr. Doctor, Tom the vegetable man. Yes, to, to Peter. But first name terms. Yeah, I must admit, of all those early regeneration, old who regenerations, I don't remember any resistance or any concern at all. Maybe I was too young. Um, I don't know. I just never had a problem with it. And even now, I don't. Maybe just me. Look, it's always a me. new, a new well, dawn, isn't it? I was born shortly after the twin dilemma aired. <coughs> what? Really? Wow. Well, what? you were the one that came out of the gastropod egg. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Um, I, I, I have a vague memory of Sylvester from channel hopping but uh, I still haven't managed yeah. to kind of work out what story that was from it was him in a quarry so it could have been anything really yeah um, so yeah. the first story that I ever watched I on think VHS time probably was could be mm-hmm. yeah yeah so just doing the yeah anyway so I'd have been three um, but no so the, 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 <laughs> the, the first proper Doctor Who story that I watched I didn't have that age when you were that yeah. old no the first proper Doctor Who story they that I watched was on VHS I, I, was, um, I. was The Five Doctors Okay, I'll um, classic. So the first story that I saw had editing a fart had a load of doctors in it anyway. So this was like the norm for me. Yeah. And so because I never never watched anything chronologically, it was like whatever video I or my brother got next. Yeah. Um, and so it just hopped around, hopped around. Yeah. So 
Regeneration's never really been a kind of, oh, my doctor's dying kind of thing. I suppose the same for, for new fans now, if they're going back to the old series, mm. they just kind of, they just see a doctor at random, almost, don't they? Do you think it's sort of sunk into the national psyche, basically? This is what happens. There's no need to sort of be flustered or worried about it. How do you think younger kids are going to take it today? I think kids are going to be fine with it. Mm. I really do. I think it's the older ones. I think it's the old who fans. It's the the fangirls who who watched it for Tenant. Are we talking about the Tenant cast here? Uh, Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hello. But but, but those people who who watch it for Tenant not because it's Doctor Who, I think, uh, who, who maybe didn't even see Eccleston. Yeah, um, could be. And, and who got into it through through thinking, oh, well, who's this... They're not pure in their family. Who's, who's this handsome chap on, on TV? Oh, he's gone and died and turned into some <laughs> lanky, lanky guy who can't, yeah. can't hold it. Yeah. Mm. Um, it. It has to be said that Matt Smith has got a bigger problem than any doctor probably since Peter Davison. He's got such mm-hmm. an act to follow. Mm-hmm. He tenanted the so popular... More so, I'd say. Mm, um, more so than because, yeah, Tony because Tom, Tom the show didn't have as high a profile back with Tom. Really? It, it didn't. So? No, it didn't. <laughs> Doctor no. Who is now ma- massive. Back then, yes, it was popular. Yeah. Mm. But it didn't have the profile it's got now. I suppose and it, also, everybody yeah. knew who Peter Davison was. That's true. Yeah. Small creatures, great and small. Whereas um, people don't really know who Matt Smith is. No. He's been in a few things. Yeah, yeah um, indeed. But... He's an unknown quantity, really. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a man talking. Talking about? I think they're saying, if anyone sees a little girl called Wynne, yes. would you please tell them, yes. tell her. I thought she'd been banned from here. She has. Uh, listeners who don't understand, things. there's a little eight-year-old girl called Wind who wanders around various podcasts. Hmm. Yes, and she oh. she came into this shop with her crowns and started colouring all the pictures. And I didn't think she was allowed to come today. It's because she yeah because of her colouring. She, uh. She's on the Facebook group saying she's coming. Uh, well, well, I don't you know, know. Like her parental guardian called Glynn might turn up. At yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so we think it it, it should go okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some people more time than others mm-hmm. to adjust. I mean, I'm going to admit, I did have a problem with Tenant. Yeah. Initially. No, um, you did. <laughs> because it was just, I think it was simply the, oh my God, the Doctor's younger than me. Which Dave yeah. had when he saw Hartnell. Um, <laughs> now for me, Matt Smith is the first Doctor who's been younger than You're me. You're getting old. When he's taken on the role. Your yeah. will is weak. Obviously there are... No, um... How old was Tennant when he took over the role? But he's, is he, he's late 30s now, isn't he? Now, yeah. yeah, he was about 34. Yeah. So he's, he was probably younger than I am now when he took over. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't he was 29 when he took over. I think the main thing yeah. we need to ask you is what's the age gap between you and Karen Gillan? 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that. Stri- it's, um, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, I'm still just the youthful sign of Smith by... About a year or less. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's a child. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Probably the next Doctor will be older. Mm. Probably. Well, they were originally yes. going to go for an older Doctor. Yeah. yeah and then Sam Moffat says, "No, Matt Smith came in and blew us well, away." No, I, my legs yeah. went a bit wonky and I couldn't do it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um, yeah. Believe that or get lost. Well, what, where am I? On, on that, on that, Patterson Joseph. Yes. I have got my own theory on this. Uh, oh, please! If there's if no, there's this, this, this is my, my, my theory: is that Patterson Joseph was the dark horse. 
He was the one who was put forward to take the attention away. But why would they do that? And so he's still because well, Patterson Joseph saying... is a very good friend of Stephen Moffat. Oh. They've worked in the past together. And oh, wouldn't sure. Patterson Joseph yeah. make a good master? Yeah, he was super. We, we won't give you. We won't give you the. Yeah. You, you're not getting the doctor part. But would you be interested in playing the master? Oh yes, I would. Would you mind if we just played along with this little game for a while then? But why would the BBC play that game? Just for their headlines. I yeah. thought they'd done that with David Morrissey, quite frankly. Well, yeah. Or was that one just too obvious? That one was just too obvious. That was RTD just playing the usual publicity card. So it sounds it? like an Irish television station. <laughs> RTD. Yeah. RTD. Written. So, we're all looking forward to this. Any hopes mm. for the series? I hope it's going to be good. Uh, yeah, Adam. Oh, great. Well, I hope that they don't get rid of uh, the companion uh, in the first season. I hope she stays on for the second season. I'd like that as well. Do you hope the skirt gets shorter? I don't think it physically could. Could it be a belt? <laughs> the Daily Mail would complain even more. Yeah. Ah, hi. Uh, it's on Capricorn One. It's, it's, it's a Capricorn One. Does he have anything to say? I've got them all in my iTunes anyway. Have a shiny bit of card. Shiny bit of card. I'll give you a disc back. Yeah, see, a pox upon your disc, but the shiny bit of card. What is a podcast? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Capricorn One who's just turned up. He's now going to read out what we've got on our shiny bits of card. What is a podcast? A radio program that is stored in a digital form that you can download from the internet and play on a computer or on an MP3 player. What about an iPod? Ah, that's ah, an MP3 player. Ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other makes are available. Yes. yes. <laughs> and what's the Doctor Who podcast alliance? Ah, nah. God knows. Nah. <laughs> Something to do with sheep, apparently. Bah. Well, yeah. Yeah. well yeah. apparently there's yeah. more information on Or Harold Bishop. Mm. Bah. Bah. <laughs> He's a hero, Harold Bishop. Or Churchill. Uh, we shall find out. Yes. Oh, yes. We shall pod them on the beaches. Oh, thank you. Ah. <laughs> Took midi of half an hour to do something. <laughs> well, I will leave you chaps to, to podcast. We're nearly done. We are nearly done. Yeah. Yeah. I will be back later. Okay, enjoy this. I'll chat. I need to thank you. No problem. Switch no. for later. Yep. Scientists. Mm. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> One day he shall come back. Till then, there must be no... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Am I allowed to hit the junior member here? Am I allowed to make Terry Dix jokes no. at this point? Okay. How does he smell? Please don't hit me, Terry. Please. So he's not Wait a sec. Sorry, how old... What, what was your... How, what, you were born the time of Twin Dilemma? I was born, born in April 84, so shortly after the Twin Dilemma went out. Yeah, you see, please don't hit. It's hoping this doesn't turn into your eulogy should be your point. I'm old, but I can move faster than you expect. <laughs> In a very strange, undulating way. Mm. Yep. So, um, Go faster straps than this. Adam, you want her to say, I'm f- Dave, I was going to say Professor, and then decided not. Well, you have now. Curses! Darn, you fell into my trap, Gashon! <laughs> Come on, what, what are you hoping for? I'm hoping for some darkness. I'm hoping yeah. that Moffat will bring a, a new darkness to the show, slightly less up its own posterior than it got with Russell T Davis. Yeah. I think that Russell T Davis sometimes was so fond of tricking the fans that he forgot to make any sense. Mm. Journey's End, you mean? I like Journey's End. Yes, I know, but It was sick. better than The End of Time Part 2. Oh. Get mm. out of this Waterstones now. Luke? Um, yeah, I, I think on, on that note, uh, a good season finale. Sorry, series finale. Season, season, um, series, series. Mm. Um, I haven't been. Yank. I haven't been a fan of uh, any of the, the 
RTD era ones as a, as a whole story. He's, uh, yeah. he's, he's really, actually no the, unclean. Sorry, Doomsday. Series, series two. Yeah, was the best one. Yeah, I did actually. That's my least favourite. Really? Mm. Yeah. Love series three. He's good at setting them up. The, the first, like the first episodes one. are a lot, a lot, mm. a lot more fun to watch, mm. with the exception of Bad Wolf, because I just can't stand Big Brother. Mm. Um, and then it just all falls apart. Get over in, it. In the, in the final Get part. over it. I am, I am over it. It's fine. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just hoping that, that Moffat gives us something which doesn't send the series out on a on a, yeah. on a fizzle. The toy of um, darkness. I'm kind of hoping. Justin Hawkins. That mm. they they bring back Amy for season two and kill her off at the end of season two. Ooh. Really big, powerful death. Not not. Because I'm hoping she's going to be a character going to be really good, really loved, unlike Adric, and really deserve a big death. Yeah, you but, but sick the trouble puppy. is, you don't, they, they're not going to do that, because it will upset too many kids yeah. too much. With Adric, they knew they could get away with it. <laughs> but, well, I don't know. I, honestly don't I think Stephen think Moffat might do be that. man enough to do that. I mean, they, they, the thing with Rose, it was a case of, yeah, um, they made it look as if she was going to die. Yeah. Mm. But then... They that's it. They keep. They, there's no. I mean, Russell T Davis said at the time, "There's no way I would kill somebody that loved." Yeah, but then you you have this problem with the RTD era, always claiming the companion will die. The same thing happened with Donna. <laughs> yeah. Implications that she would die, but of course they always just turn around and say, "Oh no, no, she's okay now. She's got better, or whatever." Or they, and then, and then they compounded it by doing the "If she remembers, she will burn and she mm. will die." And no, yeah. she didn't. No, indeed. Mm. So, you set don't them think up. he could have been lying. <laughs> mm. Well, in retrospect. So basically, <laughs> the urgent Bernard Cribbins, right, would have been stood there. Don't tell her anything. Don't tell her anything at all. She'll burn up. Don't tell her anything. Or V Toddles. Of Tennant, admit that the sort of Mr. Dr. Tennant, sir, Toddles. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And Bernard goes, I'll tell you what, I'm going to say something now. Says something, and instead she does the glowy thing and knocks Bernard out. Is that what you want? <laughs> I want Amy. She may have killed her. I want Amy to, to give her life. <laughs> To save the Doctor and the universe as well, of course. And in season three, or whatever you want to call it, the Doctor to be really damaged by it. So you but want the ten years all over again? We've, we've done damage. the damage, Doctor. Yes, we've done the uh, companion for ten years. Goes in a sad way, and then the Doctor's damaged afterwards. Hmm, does that sound familiar to you, Adam? It does, but I'm worried that it's going to get a little too comfy again. Particularly after two seasons of Matt Smith. I think we need we need to, to bring back the darkness again after that point. I believe in a thing called love. Oh, sorry, you were thinking of a different <laughs> kind of darkness, weren't you? Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I, I dark is good, and and I think there is room for killing off a companion. But I don't know. I don't know whether we're, we're at that point yet. I mean, don't forget. Yeah. Although we've got it's two years away. So. Although there is going to be a, there's been a lot of darkness in the stories that Stephen has done. He's a very very funny writer. Coupling was a. Yeah, wonderfully written story. I'd like to see some of the intricate plotting that was done on Coupling and some of the the, the games that he played mm-hmm. with, with structure and format on Coupling brought to Doctor Who. I'm sure. Yeah, I think given the time format, that would be very very interesting. I definitely think that the extremes in this new new series of Doctor Who will be greater. There'd be there'd be more humour. There'd be more darkness. I think it. Whereas the RTD era maybe is kind of more at a level. Okay, so just to fit, one, 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 one final hope. Oh, also, yeah. have stories where people properly die. Because yes. in all of his previous stories, people have people have died in various ways that has meant they haven't actually died. River Song is dead. 
No. Oh, but, no, no, no. no well, yes, she is. That's just a copy no, no. of her brain pattern. Well, well according to him, in, according to Moffat in the Confidential, though, that is her. I mean, I, I don't, I don't agree with his, uh, don't with buy his philosophy, all. but um, in, in his yeah, mind, philosophy is flawed. In his mind, like he hasn't written a story yet where 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 people properly. He has done. said he's going to kill people. Oh, well, he's got. I don't know what he's going to do. Personally, you're in the script. Yes. Finally, what do we want to see for the series finale? Strange hydraulic noises from Luke, <laughs> Professor. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just thinking of the various rumours and, and monsters that have been talked about, either officially or unofficially, and I'm wondering. No which, spoilers. W- and I'm not going to say anything. Which, if any of them, are going to turn up in the finale? Mm. Right, yeah. Um, he, he does seem to be following the RTD structure, at least in terms of the number of uh, two parties and their positions. Yes. So, presumably, he's going to do the same sort of structure for the season overall. What, what season arc series oh. what, why um, no there's why two Doctor Who series <laughs> there's old Who old Doctor Who series himself, new Doctor Who series Moffat himself has said this is series 31 yeah. uh, he said series finale he, he said series finale he said series 1 no, he said you can either call it series 1 or series 31 but not series 5 which is what the BBC have now decided to call it it is new Who BBC series 5 <laughs> quite well uh, they called it I think it was series 2 season 1 or something I don't know. <laughs> oh what a load of nonsense. Yeah, I was say, that sounds very much like what you do on the Flashing Blade. This is Series like 1, number 42. I'd like to see real consequences at the end of the season which roll over into next season. No reset button at the end you of the season. You just want death and destruction, don't you? That would mean a cliffhanger leading into the Christmas special. Mm. Which, assuming they've got the same TARDIS team, whatever you call it, maybe that would work. Because <laughs> this would be the first time... Uh, since ignoring Christmas Invasion because that's a new Doctor the first yeah. time the established TARDIS crew will be in a, in a Christmas special very true very true right well and I would oh, like on, to sorry. see damn, 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 damn. <laughs> I would actually like to see the last episode ending on a cliffhanger rather than a Dangerous. a great episode 12 cliffhanger I'd like to see something compelling at the end what um, Amy gets left behind at Heathrow <laughs> or in a haunted house and has to or in a lap dancing bar and on that note <laughs> we're going to call it quits here um, you're going to find some interviews with various people who've queued up to speak to Lee Colin and Anika and uh, Paul of course from the Shooty Dog thing and uh, we'll be doing some interviews and hopefully some readings from these people uh, mm. which will be attached to this uh, so um Time to say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, goodbye everybody. everybody. Goodbye. Toodles. Hello. Hello. You're going to do talking. Oh, right. You are. What are you talking about? Um, well, we're going to find out in a moment. First of all, who are you? Uh, my name's Richard. Hello, Richard. I, I live in Leicester. I come from Leicester, but I'm staying in London for the week. I was going to say, you come all the way yeah. just for this? No, not, not just for this. Better not. Um, but, <laughs> but for the most part, for this. <laughs> and you are? Hello, Kate. Um, and you've come all the way from Leicester? No, no she lives here. I'll come to see her, really. And right. Colin. But primarily Colin. Um, and also, okay. I'm moving away now. Um, <laughs> so, um, are you having to ask questions? What are you having to, to do? Just get full signed? Or? Yeah, we just we just come to um, just say hello, really. And yeah. I have, and just just get a couple of things signed. I've never met him yeah. before, but you are. I met him. I met him a couple of years ago at a convention, and yeah. um, I went to one of the coffee morning things that they do, um, which was quite amusing. Sounds very WI. It was. It, it was very much like that, actually. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> he, he spent most of the time talking to us and asking us about who we were. 
Um, just Better to get us relaxed, and then at the end of it, that was the end of our time, and we didn't find out anything about it. Means at all. he doesn't have to do anything; he yeah. just sits back. And <laughs> no, but it, was, it, was, it was very pleasant, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a nice boy. No, fair enough. Um, what about Annick? You met her before? I've never met Annika before. No, I'm not. How do you pronounce that name? Annika. It's Annick. Is it Annick? Yes. It's Annick. Yes. We just don't know. Well, that's that's well, that's what I've always been led to believe. Yeah. Is there anyone where we're going to find out? Ask her. Yeah. <laughs> rather you than me. That's right. He's doing that interview. <laughs> okay. Listen. Thank you, Ben. Okay. Right, enjoy yourselves. Okay. Right, um, you. You've got DVDs, haven't you? Yes, we have. Yeah, we got them. Yeah, this man here looks shady. He's, he's he's looking as if he's trying to hide. Yeah. You ever worried about what? Was it you worried about which yeah. questions we were going to ask? Right. <clears throat> where were you last night? At home. Mm. <laughs> Do you see the Jonathan Ross thing? No. You didn't? No. Have you seen anything about the new series yet? Yes, I have. I've seen the trailers for it. What do you think? Um, it looks it looks good, but then you have to watch the full thing to find out, because you can't make a judgment based on trailers sometimes. That's very true. What's your name? Indra. Okay, and you'll start for 10. I saw the thing on Jonathan Ross last night. Sorry, I'm not going to tell you what happens when you like that. It's, um, it's going to be different. But it should be it should be it should be good fun. You're looking forward to it. Yeah. Are you going in a week's time to the bash up in London? To the what in London? The, the bash up in London. There's a bit of a get together for everybody. Um, next week, no, I won't be. But I know Forbidden Planet are doing an event which is going on from what's it? To, which is going until nine o'clock. So I'm hoping to get down to that. Hello, it's Professor Dave here. I'm with Annika Wills. The assistant to both the first and the second doctors. Hello Annika, how was that for you? Obviously you were there at the changeover between William Hartnell and Patrick Troughton. That iconic moment, wasn't it? Because if, if um, it hadn't been Patrick Troughton, probably I wouldn't be standing here talking to you lakeside in, in, this, in this day and age, uh, you know, so many years later. So, um, yes, it's so interesting that Doctor Who is still so much part of my life. You know, How did it feel... complete magic, actually. <laughs> How did it, sorry. How did it feel at the time? Because obviously it was a completely different actor, completely different character. We had no idea if it was going to work or not. You know, mm-hmm. just to say, OK, OK, the Doctor regenerates. You know, he has an entirely new body. Not, not a sort of William Hartnell look-alike, but a totally different... And and if it hadn't been Patrick, you see, if it had been Michael Gordon or another actor, mm-hmm. I don't think that the public would have accepted it. I think it was because Patrick was so immediately available and obviously totally sweet and such a good actor that the nation took him into their hearts and said, OK, this is fine, we have a totally new Doctor Who. And then that was the beginning, you know, and then here we are on the 11, 12, uh, 13th? 11, 12, 11th? No, he's only allowed to have 13, isn't yes. he? Apparently, yes. As an actress, how different was it acting with William Hartnell and Patrick Troughton? Well, um, with, with, with Will Hartnell it was hard work because he was um, a bad-tempered and, um, and not very well and kept forgetting his lines, so it was hard work. And um, with Patrick, it was day and night, because you know, he was just... I mean, the, the most difficult thing was, was to actually be serious and stop giggling and laughing all the time, because he was such a joy to work with. You know. yeah. Yeah. And, of course, Michael Craze as and well. And lovely Michael Craze, yes, and who was my great buddy, <laughs> yes. Watching yes. the war games, you had such a lovely dynamic as, as, as a pair on the screen. Yes. You were the... Yes. Uh, Yes, we did. We did. We did. He did off immediately. You know, great friends, and um, and and the curious thing was that, however many many years later, um, that we re met, um, we picked up as though it, he he said, 
Hello, Duchess. How are you doing then? And we just picked up as though we, you know, no, 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 many years had gone in between. Yeah. Reading um, self-portrait as I've just done, yes. you've written two volumes of your autobiography now. Yes. And I couldn't get it all in one. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. The '60s. Yes. You were on the Saints. You were on the Avengers. You were on Doctor Who. Yes. You met yes. John Lennon. Did meet John Lennon. You were friends. I, I met Miles Davis. <laughs> <laughs> you were friends with um, Peter Cook, the late great the Peter wonderful Cook. Wonderful Peter Cook was my buddy. Um, yeah. So, looking back, you know what a what an incredibly rich and lucky time I had. You know, yeah. um, but the thing was that I had started. Well, you've read Self Portrait, so you know. I started very young. I started when I was eleven. Actually. Um, uh, the, the man who played my father in that film was Ballard Barclay, who went on to become the you know the, the major in um, in Forty Towers. Yeah. So that's quite interesting. <laughs> it was my first role. Um, so by the time I got into Doctor Who, I, I had already done. I was I was. Um, I've been told, you know, afterwards, I didn't know it at the time, because at the time you're just busy, struggling actress trying to keep, you know, working. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently I was the sort of BBC's favourite, you know, they would use me as often as they could. Yeah. So, yes. Well, as I say, I've just finished Self Portrait, and it is a cracking good book. It's thoroughly enjoyable, a lovely stuff. I noticed, um, and maybe it's just me putting something onto it myself. Yeah. That it reflected life in that the childhood seemed quite languid, quite s- slow pace is the wrong word, but it, it flowed quite gently and then it became more and more chaotic and faster and faster <laughs> as, as, as life goes as, that as way as you get older. On. Well, what I tried to do was write it, I tried to be, I wrote it as you know, in the present mm-hmm. moment. So as a child, I'm only a child, so this is the child's voice. And slowly, slowly, I go on, till in the end, in the second book, at the end of Naked, the mm-hmm. second book, I am this wonderfully mature woman, you know, who's gone through all these extraordinary experiences. Yes, yeah. yes. And survived to tell the tale. Indeed. Because as you know, um, well, you've read the book, the first book, you know, I have, I have survived a lot of major tragedies. Yes. Um, but I have come through and I'm still smiling, so there must be something good, you know. Always. Yeah. As I said, it's a marvellous yeah. book, and I, I have just got the second volume today, which I'm going to uh, read tonight. Uh, ah, very good. You um, won't stop till you're finished, you know, that's what most people say. I had to read on, they say, until the middle of the night, at three o'clock in the morning, they say, ah, I finally got to the end of it. Right. <laughs> I'll get the coffee in to make sure I can stay up for it. I believe now you're going to give me a sneak peek and read a passage. Oh, well, we opened a page, and this is in um, the second book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've uh, been off to India, and I've become a disciple of, uh, of Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, who is a notorious spiritual leader. And, um, and I'm all in my orange robes with my mala around my neck, the wooden beaded necklace. And, um, and here it says... Meanwhile, I've been invited by the BBC to join the Doctor Who cast and crew for a party at White City. Once again, I'm feeling very self-conscious in my robes and scrubbed face. Mike crazes with me in the lift as we ascend to the party, and he's typically non-judgmental. But it's strange for me to step back into what used to be my life. It's astoundingly loud. Everyone's knocking back free booze. John Pertwee comes up to me and gestures towards my mala. So, Annika, what's all this about? Uh, well, um, mm, where to begin? Uh, basically, um, it's about finding out who you are. 
who you are? What do you want to know that for? Why do you think I'm an actor? I don't want to know who I am. Give me another double gin. <laughs> Annika, <laughs> A little moment. <laughs> Annika Wolves, thank you very much. You're indeed. very welcome. <laughs> Hello, it's Tony. Um, I'm here with Tim Hurst from Hurst Books now. You're the publisher of... Yes, I'm publisher of Annika Wills' two autobiographies. I'm publisher of Colin Baker's Look Who's Talking compilation and of Shooty Dog Thing, which are the three, well, four books we're signing here today. How did it come about with Colin? I mean, it's Bucks Free Press. Yeah, Um, well, obviously I'd I'd done Annika's two books first and uh, was chatting to Colin about his column and uh, over a couple of years, every time I saw him, I said to him, you really must put this in a book and eventually we got round to doing it and uh, it's gone very well and and hopefully there'll be a volume two towards the end of the year and we also uh, have Colin working on some short stories for release as well. Any chance of The Age of Chaos coming out at some stage? Uh, There there is talk of not just The Age of Chaos but there are some other Doctor Who stories as well so we are talking to the BBC about whether we can do that or not um, and, and there may be some contractual issues but we'll, we'll do our best to get around them so yeah you must have been very very pleased with Annika's autobiographies because they are yeah. they are amazing books well very pleased with all the feedback we've had from them and uh, and of course it, it is such an incredible life it was actually a real emotional journey for Annika to write them so really gratifying that it's paid off actually and uh, and that everyone seems to love the books and, and they have sold very well and uh, continue to sell very well so yes we're very pleased Shooty Dog thing. now I'm a huge anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge fan of fanzines yes um, they're they're the meat and two veg of fandom basically um, yeah. how did that come about I mean did you approach them they approach you Shooty I mean again I've, I've known Paul Paul started Shooty Dog things so he could get to know people at conventions so of course I was one of the people he got to know by handing out his free fanzine so I'd followed it on and off and, uh, and we were in the pub last December and we had the idea of why not just compile it into a book and add some new material and so on and Paul was very taken with that idea and literally a month later we had the book ready so we will now be doing one a year, a shooty dog thing uh, and we'll, we'll probably every January we'll have one out with a different theme yep. um, I'll keep it under wraps for the moment what the theme of, <laughs> of 2011's book is going to be but yeah hopefully it'll be like the shooty dog thing annual, it'll come out every January like Yeah. What else have you got in the pipeline? What else have we got in the pipeline? Um, the, uh, a couple of very interesting projects for Doctor Who fans, actually. Um, doing some work with Matthew Waterhouse, who has three novels plus his Doctor Who memoirs. So they're all, they'll all be out over the summer. The memoirs will be out in June. Um, the memoirs cover his time as a Doctor Who fan as a kid and right through to his journey as getting his dream job working with Tom and, uh, and, and the team on season 18. Talking book version of that? Uh, possibly. Uh, certainly, I've been talking to some people about doing uh, audio versions about uh, of various books. Yeah. So, yeah, that may be a development for the future, but at the moment, just concentrating on the paper version. And, uh, I'm sorry? Anything else? Yes, uh, I've got... Uh, Answer some, the question. A, a, film, <laughs> a, a film scholar in uh, L.A., uh, someone who's a very experienced writer of, of, about actors and so on, is doing a biography of Anthony Ainley for us. So, oh, wonderful. Uh, again, looking not just at his life, but actually his father and his brother, because he came from a great... Yeah. Yeah. showbiz heritage and as we know he was a bit of a character and he's also quite an enigma so hopefully yes. this book will show us the, the man behind the master uh, and, and, and there is another Doctor Who book actually which is Auton so you talk about fanzines um, Auton is Robert Hammond Robert Hammond Doctor Who meets Viz maybe meets Private Eye that sort of humour um, it's from my era of fanzines yeah it, it, it's, it's very funny it, it's it's um, 
yeah, a bit close to the bone in parts, actually. <laughs> but um, I'm very excited about it. And it's going to be a, a, a different type of book, a different format than what we've done before. They were very big on Sophie Aldred, if I remember right. I mean, that's around about 1990, I think, 91. Well, I, they were I, part of the old day Yeah, fight. absolutely. And uh, I believe it, it, it ran through uh, the time that the show was off air. Yeah. So it's, it's almost documenting that time as well, which, um, you know, really, I, I think was a bit of a golden age for Doctor Who fans because there was no series. The fans kept it alive and fandom took on a life. Which it showed our creativity to its full, yeah, I think. Absolutely, and that's documented in all time. Okay, how does one find out more about all these things? The best way to find out is to, just to go to my website, which is hurstbooks.com. The important thing to remember is it's Hurst with an I. So hurstbooks.com, all one word. Actually, if you spell it wrong, you'll still end up in the same place <laughs> thinking about it. So yeah, hurstbooks.com. If you can't remember that, go to Annika Wills's website and link from there. That's fine. Thank you, Tim. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Suits You, Sir, by Paul Castle. Originally printed in Shootedography 10, summer 2009. Okay, um, the moment one first claps eyes on the new official costume for a new Doctor is a funny thing. I can't speak for anybody else, so please indulge me. The thing I found, right from my very first glimpse of a new Doctor's costume, right at the tender age of six with a Doctor of that same designation, was sheer horror. Of course, such a reaction was pretty natural for anyone with both cones and rods in their eyes, but it wasn't just that first episode of a twin dilemma where I felt costume shock. Amazing as it may seem, I grew to like both Collins' Doctor and his sense of tart sartorial, sartorial elegance, and whilst I couldn't wait for the seventh Doctor to shed his predecessor's skin, and found myself echoing Mirani's impatience with his several costume changes in time, Mirani. Deep breath, bad writing. <laughs> when he settled in this last one, I called out, No, not that one, try never. The next time we had a new Doctor though, the situation was very different. I was considerably older and was aware of breaking news and promo photo shoots. Here was a different story. I immediately fell in love with the costume at Paul McGann wore for that initial announcement back in January 1996 and hated the Edwardian fancy dress he ended up in. I got used to it and even started liking it in my Doctor Who magazine comic strip, but always wished that we stuck with a cropped hair, heavy dark overcoat and grey checked scarf. Eccleston's leather jacket and Tennant's geek cheek? Well, aside from initial surprise, I have to say I loved them. They were just perfect for the actors who looked natural on them. But for Matt Smith? I knew from the second I saw his initial publicity photos back in January that we were in trouble. You see, I simply adored the black jeans, the dark jacket with closely knit woolly jump underneath and the sleeves folded up over jackets, jacket's cuffs. The second I saw it, I knew that they would not be able to top that had the right level of understated eccentricity. It was something I'd be comfortable wearing myself. Not as a dress-up? No, just no. But there's normal clubber. And look what I'm wearing now. Black jeans, black jacket. Um, but then, filming for the 2010 series starts on Monday, 20th, 20th July, and we got our first glimpse of a new Doctor. And we new TARDIS, but that's another ramble. I felt underwhelmed, disappointed that I'd been proven right. It looks far too eccentric for for my modern new Who tastes. It looked, in that first in-passing glance, as if they'd ju just dug out John Smith's suit from human nature. <laughs> but you sleep on it, you see a couple more pictures, and you start to rationalise it. I remember saying online somewhere, probably to anyone who listened back in 2004, 
that the 1950s Oxford, Ox, Oxford professed look or tweed and leather el- elbow patches was the modern equivalent of Hartnell's Edwardian gentleman attire from the 60s. 2010 minus 1950 is equal to 1963 minus 1903. Once I rationalise it as being precisely the costume I was gunning for five years ago, when I had Charles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer as my model doctor, I started to actually like it. I think it suits the old man and young body look that Matt Smith has, and he seems to look comfy in it. So it took me 24 hours, but I'm happy with the look of the lamp doctor. Now all I've got to do is stop putting Gowan, Karen Gillen in baggy figure concealing jumpers, and we're sorted. Well, uh, I'm Stephen from Bristol. Hey. And you're here meeting Colin and Annika for the first time, or are you a... Uh... I've met them most times. Oh, OK. Yeah. I've Regular met, con yeah, attending. Yeah, I've met everyone from Pertwee to Paul oh. McGann. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tennant. Oh, David Tennant, is yeah, it? Not, I'm not met Chris Axton yet. Not the first two doctors, though. No. For your time. Not, no. For your time. I do own a crate and autograph. OK. Yeah. yeah. So, new beginnings, new Doctor Who. Yeah, that's right, yeah. What's your thoughts before we go into it next week, the new Doctor? I hope this could be really good. Yeah? Hoping... He's looking or... good. He's looking good. Yeah, yeah. I think he's looking good. Yeah. What about uh, the whole new production team as well as the new Doctor? Well, yeah, but it's not all totally new because Moffat's been on there. Yeah, true. Gat- Gattis has been there. Yeah. People we coming back sort of thing. So. Do you think it's going to be a different feel to the earlier, the Tenors and Eccleston era? Partly a different feel, I'm sure, but they've still got the same side men and the same dialects in the trailer, haven't they? Yeah, it's true. The dialects different colour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, painted. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're all looking forward to that. I think yeah, I think it's going to be very good myself. I, th- I think it's going to be a much needed change, shot yeah. in the arm. So we should buy a copy of Shoot Dog Thing. Oh, I've got a copy. Yeah, you should buy a copy of Shoot Dog Thing. Absolutely. I've finally got a copy now. I've been watching Dot Three since Britwee. Really? Apparently uh, Darwin's been deaf. Long-term Doc 2 fan, or are you a new series Doc 2 fan? Yes. A long yeah. term, are you? You like every doctor. Oh, you get you go back, back Who, to the old doctors. Who's your favourite doctor? Max Smith. Oh, oh Max really? Smith. Uh, you, you haven't seen him yet. You're ahead of the wow. Yeah. A few trailers. Yes. But who's your favourite old doctor? From the one to ten. Old Tennant. Oh, Tennant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tom Baker. We thought Tom Baker. Hard to choose between those two. Yes. The two big popular ones, I think. Because not many DVDs have been released for Colin Baker, have they? I think they're all. He only did two seasons. I think they're all out now. Yeah. Oh, we must have them then, haven't we? Yeah. We've got all Colin Baker's DVDs then. Because you've got all the DVDs, haven't you? Such classics as Time Lash and Twin Dilemma. Yes. Yeah. Other one did he do? Yeah, Colin Baker. What was the other program you said just now that he done? Which other um, Doctor Who program did he do? Program was Attack of the Cybermen. Oh, yeah, one of my favourites, actually. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we've seen. Who else have we seen? Which other Doctor have we seen at rooms in Upminster? Oh, Peter Davison. Oh, Pete Davison, huh? Yeah. He's on stage at the moment. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh. Yes. Well, uh, and hopefully you do a bit more of this here, won't you? Well, I think so. Yeah. I think we've got uh, Nick Briggs, the Dalek 
voice guy coming next month. Yeah, that's right. We've got yep, yep, that, yep. So we'll yes. probably be around for that. What's your favourite programme on the TV? I hope it's not the bill. <laughs> What's your favourite programme? What have you got all the books of? About this. Doctor Who. About this. Coming soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Soon. Just a week to go. Yes. New Doctor Who. Yes. We're all looking forward to it. And a new assistant. Oh, yeah. Yes. Good old Amy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right, well, thank you. Thank you. So, what do you say? Thank you. Enjoy it. Hi there. Would you uh, like to say any words to the, the listeners out there? Um, no, just looking forward to seeing Paul. He's, he's a mayor. He must be Colin Baker's youngest fan. So. Oh, really? Yeah. You like a bit of Colin Baker? He does. Yeah? He doesn't. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure what he's watching, but if I put the others on, he doesn't like it. But if I put Colin on, he goes very quiet and watches it. Ah, uh, could it be the coat? It could be. Yeah, yeah could be. the loud coat. Do you like, what do you like that too? Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to the new ones? Yeah, next Saturday, new doctor. Yeah, jury's out, but we'll see. We are. I think it's going to be good, but. Yeah, I think it is. It's going to be, yeah, it's always tough when the new doctor comes along. Absolutely, absolutely. And we've all been through it before, so I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm surprised actually, some people are so resistant to Matt Smith. Old Doctor Who fans, too. Yeah, I don't know. Who should know better by now. Yeah, we've been used to it so many times. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Especially all the years it wasn't on anyway. So. Well, yes, yeah. So, yeah, I think it would be good. I saw the trailer last night and it looked really good. So. Oh, and George Ross? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was really impressed. Ah, it's okay. a match for me, and I, I quite like that. Yes, yeah. He apparently, he's his favourite doctor, Matt Smith, isn't it? Patrick yeah, Trout. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. he's my favourite, so absolutely. Yeah. So. Oh, it should be good. Yeah, we're all looking forward to it. Yeah. Say bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Would you like to say a few words? I don't know. No? Eddie, any thoughts on uh, Matt Smith and the... Yeah, met him, he's really nice. Oh, you've met him? Oh, it, what is he doing, play, was he? No, uh... I met him when he was filming in Swansea, he drove down to Swansea. So... Oh, yes, you saw him on, on location? Indeed. Oh, wow. Do you see much of the uh, the filming? Not really, it was uh, mostly inside, so it was when they were coming out for tea and stuff oh, like okay. that. Oh, but... OK. Yes, got to speak to him? He... Yeah, got to see, speak to him, he signed some bits, and oh. Karen Gillan. Oh, yeah? And um, River Song. Oh, Alex right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, exciting stuff. So you've got a good feeling about the, the new Doctor, new companion? or? Uh... Um, I was bored of ten. I think he had his time. So. Yeah, a lot of people said he overstayed his welcome a bit with yeah, those specials. Yeah, specials were a little bit too long. Just yeah. Skipping the specials, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's a new beginning, a new team, a new production team as well. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Right, so we're going to have a quick word with Mark, who organise it. I just want to quickly throw in a second that the queue is in safe hands here because we have Emily back. <laughs> Hello, again. Okay, and she's with WPC Sam. Hello. Who's here to keep an eye on the queue. So, obviously, it's in safe hands. <laughs> so, Mark, um, if we just step over here, it's a little bit quieter yes, in the yes, fiction sure. section. And I've got to say that Waterston's in... Uh, Lakeside, it is extremely well stocked. Thank you very much. We um, try our best, yes, to keep a good range. All good bookshops should have. <laughs> should. Yes. Um, so I see that you do have quite a lot of promotions that you do in the shop as well. Mm, yes, yes we do. They're not decided upon by us here. There's a big, big distant place called our head office and they decide what promotions we run and send us details. But we are going to be going down more local routes 
later in the year. They still in Swindon, are they? Um, you know, I'm. Where's head office? You know. Do you know, I, um, I, they're up there somewhere. <laughs> it used to be in Swindon because I used to work for a Wolverstons oh, back in the right, 1980s. Okay. Right, um, yes, I, they might possibly be still there. Yeah. I think they've got two. One, I think, is at Brentford, mm-hmm. and there's another one somewhere else. But I rarely have anything to do with either of them. <laughs> so, right. so I'm not all that sure. I've never been. Now, you're doing um, free promotion all days, I believe, in the run-up to... Doctor Who coming Doctor back. Who coming yes, back, yeah. we had um, Robert Sherman in last weekend, mm-hmm. who was lovely, and that was a very nice day. Um, nice to meet him. And today, of course, we've got um, Colin Baker, Annika Wills, and Paul Castle. And then on the 24th of April, we've got Nicholas Briggs, who will be in to sign Holmes and the Ripper on CD. And of course, he's the voice of the Daleks, as I'm sure everyone already knows. And he's going to be bringing his ring modulator along to um, uh, dazzle everyone with um, his display. <laughs> right, well, Nick's certainly not. Backwards about coming forward, so no. that should be a fun day for people. <laughs> yes, I'm thinking it'll be quite an experience, yes. <laughs> okay, what time will that be on the 27th? 24th, 24th April, right, Saturday 24th. the 24th, and yep. it'll be the same as today, 11am till 1pm. Right, you mm-hmm. are. And people can look on the website, can they, to get details? Well, do you know? <laughs> Funny you should say that. At the moment they can't, and that's not my fault. Unfortunately, Holmes and the Ripper, which is what he's here to promote, isn't on our website. It's all a, a bit technical. <laughs> Right. Um, it's been worked on, so at the moment they can't look on the Waterstones website, but they can, however, look on the Waterstones Lakeside Facebook page, which is easy to find if you just type in Waterstones Lakeside, and it's listed there. So I'd urge everyone to do that, and that's um, probably the best place to look for our upcoming events, because I update that personally. OK, well, it's certainly been a fun day today. It's it has. been a lovely atmosphere here today, but you've been very welcoming towards us. Oh, thank you, I try. So on behalf of uh, myself and the Doctor Who Podcast and Alliance, thank you very much indeed for today. It was very pleasant having you. And, um, yeah, off to, uh, you can go back now and relieve Emily and WPC. Yes, yes, uh, nice to see you. Nice to see you, Mark, thank you very (laughs) much. Bye-bye. So, uh, here I am um, at Waterstones Lakeside um, for the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance with Paul Castle of uh, the Shooty Dog thing. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about the book and the, the origin of, of, uh, of everything, really? Well, the book is a best-of collection from a fanzine called Shooty Dog Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the fanzine reached its 10-issue mark last, uh, last June. So, um, Tim came to me saying... Um, I don't just want to be the guy who publishes Anna Cole's books. I want to. I want to really expand. So he came to me, and he went came came um, he came to Colin Baker as well, um, with the view to re- really uh, make a break into bigger world of um, publishing. Um, and he he knew that I had the material there, so it would be nice and easy. I'm not really selling this, am I? But so so, <laughs> so it would, would be relatively easy for me to give some good quality um, stuff in a very short space of time. So um, I basically went home, I did um, a count of all the issues, uh, it was 267,585 words. So he wanted a book out of that, so that was no problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was a lot of fun just getting all of that down to say 70, 75,000 words and uh, I added a lot more new material as well um, about Colin Baker's uh, stories. Um, so, so, really, so how long has the fanzine been running um, for, for it to become a book? 
I started in Mar- uh, the first issue was March 2007, mm-hmm. and I started working on Matt back in about September 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a fanzine ready for November 2006, but my, but my computer died. So, you know, um, so I just started again uh, and had it out for March, March 2007. Yeah. So, uh, so it's a modern day fanzine. Fanzines, obviously, in, the, in their heyday back in the, the fandom of the 80s and stuff. 80s, yeah. Um, and they, they, they're saying to these days that, that podcasts are the fanzines of today. What, what made you start a, a, a traditional fanzine um, in the 2000s? Um, well, I hadn't really heard of podcasting back then. And. Um, I didn't really think I'd come across well on audio because you know, I had to be an actor to talk or something. I thought, um, of course, you you guys are proving that wrong. But um, uh, fanzines have always been something very close to my heart because I've always loved fandom. Um, and I've always liked the idea of um, people actually going out and making magazines to sell and at conventions and things. Um, but fanzines died, so I thought... Um, oh well, I'll try. I shall see if I can resurrect the fanzine. And it seems to have worked um, because there are quite a few fanzines out there now. Of course, there, there, there were some anyway. There, were, there was, um, let me see, there was Utopium in, um, I almost say the States, it was, it's not the States, it's Canada. Uh, and then there's another one in New Zealand, which is Time Space Visualizer, but there was absolutely nothing in the UK. Um, and really um, I thought well I'll give it a try if it doesn't work it doesn't work and I just had fun doing it but um, I it went down the storm and people were interested in seeing more so I already had ideas to do with second, third and fourth straight up the back of the first so I had a, a schedule going so I always intended to do quite a few. Um, just so, so it's it's just you as the author, no no other contributors, or is it a, is it a collaborative effort? Um, it's me as a fanzine, but I do have friends and people who have become my friends since who uh, send me things. It's always a case of me saying, you know that thing you were going to write for me? Well, the deadline was last week. Can I have it, please? <laughs> so, um, of course, if you're listening to this, I still, still do appreciate it. Um, so, uh, so where did your audience come from? Who, who started buying the fanzine back in, in 2007? Well, the nice thing is you don't have to buy it. It's, it's a downloadable fanzine. Um, so there's no exchange of money, which is very good for all sorts of legal reasons. Because, of course, yep. I'm not making a penny out of yeah. it. Well, until this book came along. <laughs> um, and, and because it's free, people can go to their friends and say, hey, try this. It's, it's really good and it's, it's free as well. So... There's no, oh, I don't know, it's £2.50, or do you want to spend money on the fanzine? There's, there's none of that whatsoever. So, um, really, people can just try it, and if they like it, they still don't have to pay anything. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, so that's, it just, um, I haven't got a clue how many readers there are, but the Facebook, the Facebook group alone had about 250 members. Cool, cool. And um, what about the name, Shooty Dog Thing? Uh, I'm assuming that's a reference to K9. Why did you, uh, why did you pick that? Well, all these fanzines of old had names like Scaro and, uh, I don't know, Purple Haze and, um, I've drawn a blank here again, uh, TARDIS and Celestial Torium. But they're all fan, they're, they're all Doctor Who sort of names. And they're catchy and memorable. And 
My first idea was Barcelona because it was just just you know it's 2006. Okay, my idea. So, um, but then um, I was sort of going through list, making lists. And I thought edible ball bearings. I thought, um, <laughs> and then shoot a dog thing just yeah. came. And I thought perfect. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Cool. And so, uh, go on. And just one of those few moments of genius. <laughs> great. I, I think it's a, I think it's a great title. So uh, finally, where, where next for the shooty dog thing? Um, well, I'm currently looking at um, doing a second volume, um, ma- mainly based around the reviews, which have been a solid part of the fanzine. Um, and the fanzine is coming back in September. So issue 11 September. So, um, it's going to be every quarter again. So 12 in December, 13 next March, etc., etc., etc. There's going to be a bit of fiction in there again because um, I've got um, a guy called John Davis who has done some work for short trips. And I'm getting him going, talking to people, getting um, submissions. Because I'm not an expert on fanfic. I, I don't really know the writers. Uh, um, I don't know who's good and who's not and who's just friendly. So I've got him doing hard work on that. And, um, but um, there's going to be a couple of comic strips in there as well. Um, by, one's by a big name author. So that's, that's exciting. Are you uh, not at liberty to disclose that yet? Oh, I'm at liberty. I just want to get it. I just want to get the cat in my bag first. Okay. Um, cool. Get someone to draw it because um, I can't. Just, I don't want to promise something and then not deliver. Yeah. So you know. Great. Um. Well, <laughs> thank, thanks very much, Paul, and uh, best of luck with the future of the, the shooty dog thing. Okay, thanks so much, and I hope I didn't gabble on too much. No, it's very good. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Right, so I've got a gentleman here. What's Hello. your name, please? Hi, sir. My name's Robert. Robert. Where are you from, Robert? I'm from the Isle of Sheppey in Kent, unfortunately. Somebody has to be. Yeah, yeah. So we're not going to be in the 1930s after all? No, apparently not. Oh, OK. So you're a long-time Doctor Who fan? I am indeed, yes. My, um, Colin was actually my first Doctor. Your first Doctor? Yeah, so it kind of gives you some idea of my age. It does <laughs> indeed. Now, you say Colin was your first Doctor. Was this How old were you at that sort of time? I would have been about two and a half when I first started watching Doctor Who, so whether that's shady of my parents let me watch it, I don't know. So you were about two and a half when you were watching Colin? Yes. So you couldn't quite appreciate the, the glory that was Nicola Wright? <laughs> no, but I've, in late, later years I, I got onto that, yeah, when I reached my teens, if you know what I mean. Right, <laughs> so are you here just to see Colin or are you here to see Nick as well? Um, yes, both, yep. yeah. Okay. Well, have a good day and enjoy yourself. Thank you very much. And I'm going to talk to two Tottenham fans now. Sorry, this is the football side of the of the podcast and alliance here as well. I'm the football correspondent. So we have two Tottenham fans here. What's the names, please? Craig. And? Joan. Joan. Long-time Doctor Who fans? Yeah, well, I am. He is. <laughs> I'm with him. <laughs> You're with him. Do you watch Doctor Who? A little bit here and there when I'm passing through and they've got it on. So, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, who was your first Doctor? Um, well, I sort of missed all the classic stuff. I was sort of brought up on the videos. I sort of got um, my older brother had a few bits and pieces. I remember watching the three Doctors once, and that just sort of got me cooked, hooked from it from there. Right. So, and are you a regular podcast listener? No, I don't really do much in the podcast front. All oh, right, well, you should do go online. You got the Flashing Blade here, Staggering Stories, and the Minute Time Lord. Everybody keeps calling me, which is not. Actually, so the Minute Doctor Who podcast. Smudwood. Yeah. As the acronym is. Uh, or as he's also known, the little fella. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to go with the dodgy Irish accent? <laughs> <laughs> I told you in the car, don't get me in the Irish accent. 
is the inner father Jack. Right, okay, we've got a gentleman here who cannot get away with saying that he was only watching it from the new series. Nah, nah, well, I remember William Hartnell. Do uh, you remember William Hartnell? Yeah, black and white. That's the first thing that scared me as a kid, I can remember. What's the name of his, by the way? Harry. Harry. Yeah. Where are you from, Harry? Uh, Westcliff-on-Sea. Where? Where's Westcliff-on-Sea. Westcliff-on-Sea. Essex. So you remember William Hartnell in the black and white days? Yeah, yeah. You remember Charlton being in the, in the top flight? No, no, I don't remember that far. <laughs> It's only a couple of years ago. <laughs> so, I mean, so that was your first memory, William Hartnell. William Hartnell. Have you got a specific memory that you've got, a specific no, image or story? The, no, I remember the Daleks, black and white. The uh, first time I was ever on television, I remember uh, when, when you were a kid, you were a, bit, a little bit iffy about it, not you? Yeah. So you were here for, I take it you're here to see both Nick Wills and Colin Baker? Yeah, well, I clicked autographs, I got a day off the day, so I thought I'd come along and get them. Yes? Yeah. Oh, what they're both good. If you <laughs> if you've not read Anik's books yet, they are bloody good reads. They are. Good? They are I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've just read the first one. I've got the second one. Which is the first one? Which is the second one? First one is naked. The, naked is the second one. Oh, um, wrong way round. First. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Harry. We can tell where your mind's gone. Yeah, can't we straight yeah. off the bat? Don't have pictures in it, is it? There are pictures, but none of that sort that I'm aware of. No, very good reads, very good books. The, yeah. the one where she's got the startlingly beautiful picture on the front cover is the first one. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I've seen because I didn't know she was in Avengers. Strange Report, yeah, she's yeah. done a lot of stuff. Yeah. And Saint. Yeah. Yeah, no, enjoy. Hope you have a good day today. Pleasure. Thank Cheers, you mate. <laughs> no one likes us. <laughs> You're tall, will you? Okay, what's the name, please? Uh, Christy's the surname. Christy. I'm Ronald, and this is Stuart. Hello, Ronald. Stuart. Hello. Uh, I'm going to turn all Bruce Forsyth. We've got a father and son? Yes. Yep. <laughs> We've all got father and son. Good game, good game. Right. So, I take it you're an original fan? Well, no, I'm not, actually, but my son is. Yeah, I'm a lifelong fan. Yeah. Who was your first doctor? Uh, it's towards the end of Tom Baker's time, or a series. Right. Have you got, like, a first image in your mind that you can... No, um... No, I can I can remember towards the end of Tom Baker's period, and I, I became a firm fan during Peter Davison's time. Like that was a good period of the show, yeah. Yeah, and no, no special strong image. It's supposed to be the uh, appearance of the Cybermen in Earthshock sticks in my mind. Yep. That was probably the first really strong image, you know, from the series. That was back in the good old days when they could actually bring back a character and you wouldn't know about it. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. It is a little yeah. bit spot now when you when you know all the villains that are coming up in the new series. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I used yeah. to work, work with somebody that played a Dalek. Oh, who was yeah. that? Uh, Keith. Uh, Ashley, his name was. He was in Genesis of the Daleks. All right. Yeah. Long time ago. Where did you work with him? Uh, in the insurance market. Aviation insurance market. He. Uh, is that a good job for a Dalek? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, he kept it very quiet. He was um, uh, seconding. Uh, we used to see. He used to pop up on television programs like Dave Allen That's and right. Right, programs yeah. like that. And uh, he did, wouldn't tell anybody. Oh. Return of the Saints, and he mm. wouldn't tell anybody. But then eventually it transpired that he played a Dalek. Yes, right, and his icon as well. Yes, and uh, he was in um, the uh, Seat of Doom as well. As himself, wasn't he? That's right. Yeah. Yes. 
Right. Very nice man. Yeah. Oh, well, and with two of those stories, you have on DVD sometime. Well, obviously, in the next couple of years, you better see him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, How I've many DVDs have you got? Yeah, I've got Caesar doing on tape. Earlier, yeah, 1994, it came out on tape. Right, what so. Do you think yeah, I've seen it. What, what do you think of the new stuff? Matt Smith or the new yes, series? The new, uh, Matt Smith. Oh. I'm, I'm being asked questions. It's just been turned around. I wasn't expecting yeah. this. Oh, I think he looks very, very promising. Yes. Um, I'm quite pleasantly surprised that already when I see him yeah. and stuff, I'm thinking, yeah, that's Doctor Who. He looks very eccentric, doesn't he? He does, but he looks a return to form. Yes. He looks good, I think. If you, I don't know if you listen to the podcast at all, there's Tony down there from The Flashing Blade. There's young Adam there from Staggering Stories. Adam's got good, very good hearing when it comes to his own name. Watch it. Adam. See, works every time. <laughs> we, think David Tennant, we think David Tennant was very good. Well, if you listen to Flashing Blade, you might have heard me on there, and I did say he went on for too long. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, I don't care. Do you think he was disappointed to be leaving? I think he should have gone. He should have gone before the but there we go. That's just me speaking there. Have you got anything else you want to say? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not especially. Not <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for talking to you. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, I'm lucky enough to be stood here with Colin Baker. Are you? I am. Good Lord, you are lucky. <laughs> I, I can't help yes. it. I just fall into these things. So um, what is The Flashing Blade? Uh, well, The Flashing Blade is one of the podcasts of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Yes, what is The Flashing Blade? The Flashing of Blade. Of the title. Ah, oh, now you're asking a question. Um, originally, it's a very badly dubbed French uh, kids programme about oh. uh, Les Chevaliers uh, from the old Spanish War. And it used to be the 60s, 70s. It was absolutely wonderful. And the theme tune I adored. And I got a little bit political because of the, um, the lyrics in the song. I thought, oh, I can use that. But then it moved on from my blog to a Doctor Who podcast and still love the theme tune. And Everybody likes it. Okay, that's a reasonable answer. We're a bit sort of nostalgic <laughs> like that, in yeah. fact, because I'm ancient. Um, so, Colin, how's the book signing going? Very well. I'm sold out of my books. I'm no, no more to sign, which is a good thing, I suppose. But they only ordered two, so... That's not true. Are we going to get a I'm second? I'm being silly. Are we going to get a second book? That's the plan. Yeah. Well, there's enough for about five books, I think. So it's entirely up to Tim. If we have sold enough copies for him to justify producing a second book and all the work that's entailed in doing that, then I gather he will, which is very nice. Sometime in the future in autobiography? Yeah, the trouble is I've read Annika's and I'm currently reading... Uh, um, Fraser Hines's, mm. And they've both had such wonderful lives. They've been bonking everybody within sight <laughs> all their lives and my life by comparison has been rather dull so I'm not sure whether the reading public is ready for got up um, went to school, left school saw some girls once but didn't dare speak to them, doesn't kind of tie in with Annika's and Have you never Fraser's. read Twitter? That's all that exists now on Yeah but Twitter. they don't publish Twitter do they? Actually <laughs> So um this is going all right. Are you doing any more signings with this? Um, I gather I am, yes. Uh, I'm not sure when, where and how, but uh, I shall be doing some more in Waterstones. And obviously at conventions I'll be um, signing various books. There's a book of short stories imminent as well. Oh, yes, now Tim was mentioning What that. I have wrote. Uh, viewers, of the, sorry, listeners of the Flash and Blade podcast would be interested to know how are the goats, how speckled Jim? Speckled Jim! Yes. How do you know about Speckled Jim? Because we met last time at Derby up in the train shed. Of course we did. Speckled Jim is, we've got three goats, 
two brown ones and a white and black one who my children call Speckle Jim in honour of the, the famous pigeon in Blackadder. <laughs> um, we decided to call him Jim, then he became Speckle Jim. So how is he? He's, he's fine, actually, because he's younger than the other two. The other two are a bit getting a bit ancient and, and hobbly, but Speckle Jim is, uh, having been bullied all his life, he's now ruling the roost. <laughs> Do you have a name for a male cat? I need one, I've just got a kitten. A name for a male cat? Male cat, you're known for your cats, so... Well, the best cat we ever had, who lived till he was 19, was Goodness. Rover. Okay. They called him Rover. And it was prophetic, because shortly before he died, we found he lived in three other houses as well as ours. So he was getting dinner in three other houses, all of whom thought that he was their cat. And we worked out, because we had him as a kitten, yeah. that you know, we have, they did acknowledge that we were the owners, but each one of them thought this stray cat came into our house and we used to feed it. He only comes in every two or three days, but he's our cat, and he wasn't. So he had three other names. I can't remember what they were. But, so Rover was very good. Do you still have cats? Yeah, we've only got three at the moment. We, I'm we, up to six, but don't oh, tell you. Um, one of them is called Tigger, for obvious reasons. They're all ginger. Happened by chance. One's called Tigger, and the other two are Pip and Pop. Big finish. <coughs> You're just about to work with... Um, or you have just worked with Fraser Hines. I have. That, how did that go? I mean, how, how did that come about? Do you know, every time Big Finish say to me, we're about to do, and they, for instance, they said we're going to do a Gilbert and Sullivan, where you sing Gilbert and Sullivan. I said, are you sure? It this, this sounds like... Then you read the script and you go, yes. And that was one of the most emotional scripts I've done, yes. actually. I loved that one. And the, the singing of Gilbert and Sullivan is just a part of it. And the reason why you burst into Gilbert and Sullivan, you have to listen to the... Um, story to find out but yep. it's absolutely spot on it's a beautiful story now I thought Fraser Hines how's that going to work it works superbly but for me to tell you how it works and why it works would spoil it but it does you're working with Maggie Stables again I believe yeah I haven't, seen, I haven't worked with her for a couple of years now and I'm looking forward to uh, getting back with Maggie she's the perfect foil for your doctor quite she, frankly you're absolutely right she is although to be fair I did the stories with India Fisher you know who was Paul McGann's companion and they were wonderful as well because the thing is about each new companion that comes to work with the Doctor is it brings out another part of who or what the Doctor is Yes, um, it's certainly true that in terms of the real face to face challenge Maggie is preeminent Yes, um, the challenge with the Indy Fisher characters Indy Fisher's character was uh, what is this person all about what's going on here which is a different kind of challenge, but it's lovely. So the future's very rosy for the Sixth Doctor. Yeah. And for yourself? Yeah. And I've got a load more to do in July, apparently, which I'm looking forward to. We've, I, know I get cross when I'm not doing Big Finish, actually. Well, they I are very, very them. good. I mean, we said recently on some of the podcasts that, you know, when we get a Colin Baker Big Finish play, you're in safe hands, quite frankly. We listened, recently listened to Return of the Crotons, which was, Crotons? What? But then... You yeah, handle it beautifully. Soup bowls all over the country have been <laughs> missing the crotons. Oh, yeah. Colin, thank you so much. My pleasure. 13th January 2006. If you told me a couple of years ago that the flagship programme on Christmas Day might one day be Doctor Who, I would have suggested that you seek specialist medical help immediately. But building on the excellent series transmitted last year, the special festive episode introducing David Tennant as Doctor Number 10 was the undoubted success 
amongst what was a predominantly lacklustre batch of offerings this holiday. In fact, it was the only programme that tempted the Baker family away from the delights of enjoying each other's company. Once again, that genius Russell T Davis has produced not only a great script and a great new doctor, but just when you thought the story was over and the world saved, there was a judiciously crafted hefty sideswipe against those most unchristmassy characteristics, greed, selfishness and political expedience that so depressingly regularly nudge humanity and honour out into second place. A contemporary message every bit as powerful as that in Dickens's Christmas Carol. And that's your lot. We had a great time up there. We enjoyed meeting everybody and we're looking forward to doing it again. We want to thank Mark from Waterstones for laying it all on for us and, of course, providing nice cups of tea. We want to thank Tim Hurst, who's the publisher of the various books involved, um, just for being so damn decent about everything. And, of course, we'd like to thank Annika Wills, Young Braxietal, the Shooty Dog fanzine, and the Colin Baker, just for being so absolutely scrumptious, as Marty from the box room would say. Um, that's your lot, basically, then, boys and girls. Uh, hopefully we'll be doing something again very, very soon for you. And, uh, well, this has been a McFadden Publishing production for the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Now wash your hands. I know. I'll take you to Blackpool.